You know, Jesus warned us that in the end times, deception like a virus will spread like wildfire. Disguised as the answer to all our problems, our secular culture can only offer replacements to the truth. The good news is that the truth of the Bible is the cure. In Pastor Jack Hibbs' new book called Living in the Days of Deception, he reveals the antidote to the lies we're told that have become increasingly harder to detect. From the inspiring foreword written by Mike Pompeo to the final chapters, Pastor Jack exposes how to combat deceptive spirits and equips us when we're deceived by the ultimate liar, Satan himself. Living in the Days of Deception by Jack Hibbs is a powerful must-read, and when you order, you can bundle by getting the DVDs and a downloadable link for a gift of any amount at jackhibbs.com radio. That's jackhibbs.com radio. Real Life presents the Jack Hibbs Podcast with intention and boldness to proclaim truth, equip the saints, and impact our culture. Hey everybody, what's coming up in this podcast is we're going to finish off looking at the pre-tribulation rapture view. We're going to dive into the mid-tribulation rapture view and the post-tribulation rapture view. So get your Bibles ready. Let's get into this. You can get the outlines of this podcast by going to jackhibbs.com slash podcast. Today, if this podcast lifts you up and encourages you to live a more fulfilled life in Christ, then make sure you leave us one of those five-star ratings. To us, that's like saying amen or yes. Then that rating will encourage others to listen. Now open your hearts to what God's Word has to say to you. Here is Jack Hibbs. Listen, we are here looking at your questions, predominantly on the rapture. This is our third podcast on this topic. We covered some of, it's for you to do the rest of the work, uh, some of the uh, uh, scriptures regarding the pre-tribulation rapture view, how it's literal, the other views are not. It, it allows scripture to build upon scripture, the other ones do not. It, it You take the Bible at first a face value as as given the other ones do not but let's look at the other ones we're going to reduce it down right now basically uh to these two the mid tribulation rapture view or what is sometimes known or can be known as uh the pre-wrath view um and then also the post tribulation rapture view so the answers i'm going to be giving you will will certainly apply to either view but let's start with this. Let's define the best we can um, the mid or pre-tribulation uh, uh, wrath view. It's this, that the church sees the Antichrist come on the scene. The church is basically prospering with the rest of the world based on Daniel 9 verses 24 to 27 and other portions in the book of Daniel chapter 8, where the Antichrist, the beast that is to come, deceives the world with peace and prosperity. And the first three and a half years, the church is doing okay. It must endure its normal hardships, but it's doing pretty good. Uh, and so the first three and a half years, or the Bible puts it the first 1,260 days, or the Bible also puts it as the first 42 months that everything's pretty much okay, so it's not the, the tribulation as such. The great tribulation is the last half of that. 
the other 42 months, the other 1,260 days, the other three and a half years. And remember class from before, the last uh, three and a half years combined with the first three and a half years is based on a Babylonian calendar, 360 day years, uh, 360 day year, I should say, to a biblical year from Genesis to Revelation that stays the same. So the the mid or wrath people or the pre wrath people they've got it this way where um, they view the wrath happening in the last half so the church is okay, and so you say well what's wrong with that? Everything's wrong with it. Here's the reason why: uh, the seven years is promised to the nation and to the people of Israel, not the church. It completely messes up John chapter 4 when, when John is lifted up off the earth and his vantage point is from heaven to earth during the entire seven-year tribulation period of time. Think that through for a second. You see, well, Jack, that's just John reporting. That's just John reporting from the scene. Well, John's looking down from heaven, Revelation 4.1, at what's going on on the earth, and John records the advent of the Antichrist from heaven. John. See, but that's John, you say, Jack. But in Revelation 19, John basically turns around with his camera crew and his microphone, and he says, you know what? I saw a door opened in front of me, and behind me was the church. And we're on white horses and we follow him who's in front of us, who's on his robe is written King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And I saw that out of his mouth went a sharp sword, the word of God with it, he should strike the nations. And you read Revelation 19 on and it's Christ in the second coming. It doesn't fit everybody. The pre-wrath mid-trib view doesn't work. It doesn't work that way. And you'll have to do gymnastics with scriptures, and you'll have to say, see, right here it says saints. Yes, remember, I mentioned this before. There's Old Testament saints, the church-age saints, and the tribulation saints. Technically, there's three categories of saints. I guess you could push it and take it out into the millennium. There'll be those who will believe in the millennium who will come to faith. I guess you could call those millennial saints. But we're not, we're not focusing on that. This is what's important. That both camps understand, the post-tribulationist and the mid-tribulationist understand something, that the seven years is specifically owed to Israel. There's no mention of the church anywhere in the seven years on earth, Old or New Testament. In fact, what's very cool is the seven years... If you're Jewish right now and you read Genesis to Malachi and skipped the entire New Testament and then started reading in Revelation chapter 5, certainly chapter 6 on, you would think you're reading the Old Testament. It's amazing. So watch this. In Daniel chapter 9, verse Excuse me, Daniel chapter 7, verse 21. The Bible says there that power will be given to the Antichrist to destroy the saints. 
on earth. He'll kill them. You see, well, that's radical. What was that? Daniel 7.21. Well, where do you hear about that in the New Testament? Do you hear that prior to the pre-tribulation rapture view? No. You have the church standing for light and salt and, 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 and righteousness and preaching the gospel to the ends of the earth, what we're doing now. We certainly have demonic opposition. We certainly have persecution. And we'll, we're going to see that escalate. That's normal. But you have no global order given by a central figure declaring war on the church of Jesus. You don't see that at all. But you do find from Daniel 7.21, you move forward to Revelation chapter 13, and this very same one that Daniel's talking about, John's talking about. And he says that this one, the Antichrist, is given power to destroy the saints, to overcome them. And that's the chapter, by the way, of the Mark of the Beast, 666, and all that stuff. Nobody will be able to buy or sell without his number. There's going to be those in that time period of the tribulation, they're not going to accept the mark. They will either be A, born-again Jews, like the 144,000 men, Hebrew, read, read about them in the book of Revelation. There'll be 12,000 men, virgins, who speak Hebrew, among probably other religions, I mean um, languages, obviously, who are saved, and they are powered by the Holy Spirit. They preach the everlasting gospel, 12,000 from each tribe, 144,000 total, and they deliver the gospel to the ends of the earth. And from, the, from those that preach, a number of Gentiles saved cannot be counted. Those that get saved, they also wind up getting beheaded the book of Revelation tells us, because they refuse to give allegiance to the Antichrist. I guess now would be a good time for me to insert this. And boy, I'm going to get hate mail for this one, but it's okay. Um, look, I'm old enough to be your dad. I remember living at a time when credit cards came out and they had and they had a magnetic it used to be they had, they didn't even have a magnetic strip in the back in the early days credit cards had just had a number on the front and you would take the credit card and some of you will this will be a flashback some you take your credit card you lay it down and they would go like this remember this you guys they'd go like this with the machine <laughs> give you your card back. They kept your receipt. You kept your receipt. They mailed it into MasterCard. They eventually got paid. Man, some of you young people are saying, what? Then, you know what happened? This happened. Magnetic strip. In fact, I just, I have to cover this part up because this hadn't happened yet. Magnetic strip on the back. And I remember people at church, back in those days, it was Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa, where I used to go. People said, that's the mark of the beast. Don't, don't, we have to throw away our credit cards. The magnetic strip has more information on it. 
people freaked. Uh, not everybody freaked. A lot of people freaked. And then they calmed down because they realized they were hungry later that day and wanted to eat and buy some toys. So that concern went away. And that's okay because it meant nothing. And then as I covered up my card a moment ago, I shouldn't have put it away, but they all have it anyway. Here's this one. Um, see a little shiny thing right here in the corner? I'm going to move it so you can't copy my number and ruin my life. See that little thing right there? It's a hologram that's got more information on it. Okay, well, you see this card? That card's got a chip on it. It's not a hologram. In fact, the hologram's been outdated. It's got the RF thing. I can tap this, right? But that's not so cool. Imagine if they put this technology in your head and you got to tap your head at Starbucks. You look like an idiot. You look like a woodpecker getting a coffee at a Starbucks. That doesn't work. But what does come real close is that chip that, that um, the chip that's right there could easily go under my skin. In LA County, uh, all of your dogs and cats have a chip in the back of their neck. Oh my gosh, you're, it's the Antichrist. It's not the Antichrist. Listen, this is where you're going to freak out. Um, even with all that's going on with this passport talk about, um, having a global passport, medical passport issued by the World Health Organization, and you won't be able to uh, travel anywhere without it. That's not even the mark of the beast, everybody. I know you're going to hate me for this. What if they come out with implantable chips tomorrow? Oh my gosh, it's the mark of the beast. It's not the mark of the beast. Still not the mark of the beast. What if they put on your forehead? Still not the mark of the beast. I mean it. Listen, you have to willfully accept the number. You have to willfully pledge allegiance to the Antichrist. And if you do that, then you win the devil's prize. And that is, you get a number, 666. So imagine your social security number, and because you play by his rules, he's going to issue you a prefix like your area code, 808-909-714. And then your phone number, imagine that prefix in front of you, in front of your social security number. You're going to have to accept, you're going to have to say, I bow and I pledge allegiance to the Antichrist. He's awesome and I want to eat. You have to willfully do that. People are going to get in line to do that. They're going to love it. So don't panic with the technologies that are coming. Just know we're getting near the end. It's pretty awesome. So post-tribulationists. Post-tribulationists believe that when Christ comes back, when he descends from heaven with the voice of the archangel and the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ rise, there is a rapture. It's at the end of the second coming when Christ is coming. Okay? Remember, John's with him. <laughs> John's with him and the saints are with him. So a group pop out of the ground and then those who are alive at that moment are raptured and they meet Jesus in the air, very similar, sort of, sort of similar to the pre-trib view, but they meet Jesus in the air, but they keep coming down like a yo-yo. And Jesus lands with everybody and establishes his kingdom. The post-tribulation rapture view is a view that is not found in scripture, and in most cases, because 
I used to be one. It really was originated by a view that, number one, mixed the church and Israel together as the saints. It confused the saints that make up believing Israel and the saints that make up the believing church and made them the same saints. Big boo-boo. Big mistake. Why? The church age saints are called the bride of Christ. Nowhere in the Bible is Israel called the bride of Christ. Anywhere. She is the bride or the wife of Jehovah. God the Father is married to Israel. Read the book of Jeremiah. Read the book of Hosea. Jesus is engaged to the church at this moment right now. Okay? The other thing is this. That if you have the church surviving the tribulation at his second coming and he picks her up to bring her down, what is he delivering her from? There is no deliverance from the hour that will engulf the earth. There is no Luke 21, 36, escaping all of these things that will come upon the face of the earth. There's none of it. So I got to tell you, the post-tribulation rapture view, as it was with me, is based in some spiritual arrogance and pride, Based in this, I'll take one for the team. It's a that a pre a pre tribulation rapture views for wimps. No, it's not. A pre tribulation rapture view, uh, they don't have the the faith that I have to to ride out the big storm. Uh, you're wrong about that. I, I'll submit this to you. It's it's harder to be waiting for him now than it will be to die for him later. I believe, listen, I don't see Jesus. I can't hear him. I just have his Bible, but I'm ready. A, listen, a tribulation saint is going to have all kinds of crazy things going on on earth, watching what's going on. Those tribulation saints are going to have faith, obviously, but man, are they going to be seeing stuff. But a, a post-tribulation rapture view, it makes no consistency of interpretation throughout Scripture. God says, I'm going to deliver you from wrath. Then how does he do that? Oh, you make the word wrath mean hell. That doesn't work because that's not the word. Very important. The bride of Christ has got to get to John 14, verses 1, 2, 1, 2 and 3. The post-tribulation post rapture view has no John 14, verses 1, 2, and 3. Has no deliverance. The post-tribulation rapture view is all summed up in this thing. It's works-based salvation. I must suffer because I got to somehow participate in what Jesus has done for me. Jesus suffered for me on the cross, so I must suffer for him on earth. No, that's not true. Also this, there's a sense of arrogance spiritually. I owe Jesus my blood. No, you don't. I owe Jesus what? You owe him now your undivided faith and attention that he could come for you today. You could be a post-tribulationist right now, but are you ready to meet Jesus now? Because you might slip on a banana. Or you might go visit San Francisco. That would put an end to you. You need to be careful. Listen, you've got to be ready now without any indication because the Bible says be ready. Okay? 
So the post-tribulation rapture view, frankly, is very, very weak. It doesn't take much faith because a post-tribulation rapture view, if you believe it, is filled with all kinds of visible signs and wonders that indicate the fact that, whoop, here, yeah, here he comes, according to Daniel chapter 12, any minute now. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Christ returns at the end of the tribulation period, at those seven years as they come to an end, to put an end to the assemblage of what is known as the Battle of Armageddon. He brings his church with him. The tribulation believers die for their faith by beheading, Revelation 13. The mid or pre-wrath, middle rapture and post-tribulation rapture doesn't accomplish anything at all. So I know I just ruffled a bunch of feathers. I love you anyway, but it's, it's, um, you, you need to listen. You need the blessed hope inside of you and the, of, our, of the looking forward to the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and savior, Jesus Christ. That could happen any day now. Are you ready to meet him? Oh, I don't think it can happen. Okay. If you're, if you're trusting in his work at the cross, that's fine. But are you still ready to meet him? See, your position on where you place the rapture is not a salvation issue. But the Bible does say that when he returns, you don't want to be goofing off so that you're ashamed and embarrassed at his coming. You're going to go up, but you're going to be red in the face, <laughs> as it were. No, man, be ready today. Let's do this. Let's get up. Let's get going. Guys, listen, everybody, help us move up in the ranks. It's kind of cool for this reason. We don't need it for our ego. We, we're trying to slay our ego constantly like you are. We want you to uh, hit subscribe. We want you to tap the, the uh, review button, write a review, because it moves us up in the social media world that you guys know about, which I don't. And it tells uh, the podcast uh the gods of the podcast realm. Hey, people are listening to this. Well, let's just keep it on. Let's not cancel it. Uh, we don't We don't need your money. Don't send us your money. Uh, we don't need that. What we need is your thumbs up. Your encouragement. Okay? God bless you guys. Until next time. We'll see you later. Oh, yes. JackHibbs.com. You can find out everything there. All kinds of teaching and things there. You can subscribe and be uh, updated on everything that's going on. We're asking you to share all this. And uh, remember this. It's time to live out what you believe in. It's time for real life. And we thank you for being with us. God bless you guys. This Jack Hibbs podcast, as well as all the broadcast outreach opportunities, are listener-supported. Will you consider partnering with us through a special gift? Go to jackhibbs.com to learn more and stay connected.